when, when you're taught professional cooking, you're taught you know, to use oil to sear, to caramelize, to um, you know, grill, to what, whatever you're doing involves a fat, involves oil. It wasn't until October when I decided, I was inspired by the game changers actually. So we, we started to do it and um, immediately I, I noticed an amount of abundant amount of energy. Welcome to Plant-Based TFW with Dr. Riz and Maya. In our show, we cover topics about lifestyle medicine, such as healthful eating, physical activity, stress management, building relationships, and improving your sleep. We also enjoy talking about topics such as the environment and animal welfare, and we will bring you experts such as physicians, dietitians, and health coaches. And we also like hearing testimonies from people like you. Welcome back to another episode of Plant-Based DFW. I'm excited to share this interview with you. This is with Chef Joe Ladine. He is a plant-based chef who's new to the Dallas area. You'll hear a little bit about his background growing up in Southern California and, you know, working around celebrities. You'll hear that um, he actually has worked with a wellness center in the past. And as a result, he saw that people were improving with plant-based foods. He himself struggled with acid reflux and GERD and also noticed improvements when he went plant-based. And that was all inspired by watching the Game Changers last fall. So Chef Ladine is going to be our chef for the Lifestyle Medicine Wellness Retreat in May. So I would love for you to give me some feedback and tell me what you think about him. He has a passion for helping people who need this information. He's about taking care of our planet and being sustainable in the kitchen and not disposing of scraps, but really making use of all the ingredients that we use in the kitchen. Um, I'm excited. Let me know and enjoy the episode. Welcome, Chef. I'm happy to be here. You're actually my first chef. I've never interviewed a chef. Um, Of course, I have all sorts of questions, but I also ask our listeners to submit some questions. Um, let's uh, start with the fact that there are two things that our listeners don't know about you. And um, the first one is that you will actually be participating in our Lifestyle Medicine Wellness Retreat in May. And you, were, you will be our chef for Saturday night. Yes, I will. And, and the other thing is that you're new to Texas, right? Yes. Okay, so welcome to Texas. Where did you relocate from? But I was in Seattle for nine years. Moved out here just uh, to get a change. Uh, cost of living was a lot better, and I have a family that I'm supporting. So, well, you're from Seattle, so you're used to the rain and the clouds, right? Well, actually, I'm from Southern California. I don't know if I told you, but I I lived in San Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so I was used to having a very routine life um, that allowed me to be outdoors often. So whether I was hiking or cycling, I always was consistent with my experiences being outdoors. And then I moved to Dallas. I'm used to more of the sunshine. So it's been like Seattle. I know. I felt like I was experiencing cabin fever. It's like, get me out. I want to go out now. That's how I felt for nine, uh, for nine years, uh, like nine months, almost, almost nine months out of, out of the year you have, uh, (laughs) dark overcast um, gloominess to it it's i mean it does bring the charm to the city because that's what the pacific northwest is really known for and it brings um rain which uh makes everything so green and lush you know um Mm -hmm. so there is some there's some uh upside to it but 
at the same time, um, you know, I'm a sunshine person, so I, when it does get gloomy, uh, it does affect my mood a little bit sometimes. I'm just like, oh, I can't wait till the sun comes back out. Have you always been a chef, or how did that start for you? I enjoyed cooking since I was uh, young enough to be in the kitchen, and I just love to work with food. I like to eat. I was always, um, I was very creative um, in other artistic ways, but also when it came to food, I always wanted to recreate something that I would try in a restaurant or some, some kind of food dish I like. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I had cooked all through, you know, my, I started uh, my career at 15 and, and actually it was kind of funny in McDonald's. Now, now I do organic, uh, but I worked in many restaurants um, worked in hotels, uh, catering, all, all the di- every different facet of uh, of the culinary realm. Um, but I, I went to culinary school in California, uh, Pasadena, Le Cordon Bleu, California School of Culinary Arts, Le Cordon Bleu program mm. back in 2002. I learned, you know, classical French, uh, cooking technique, and uh, all, all different styles of elevated my, my passion for cooking mm-hmm. and for doing stuff. And so that's what gave me the, the drive more. And that became not only my career, but my, uh, my passion. This love for cooking and, and the passion for just preparing meals, was that fostered by anyone in your home? My grandparents were retired. I, I, would, I would watch the Food Network with them and... Um, they inspired me to, to try new things. Our dad, you know, raising four girls back then, cooked a lot and from scratch. So he would make homemade pizzas and burgers and inspired me. And although I never, really, never have been formally trained or anything like that, I have always enjoyed having people over and cooking together. So that's why I wonder sometimes like who influences us to love the, the idea of being in the kitchen and cooking for others. I was inspired by by my grandparents, but also I was inspired by not growing up with um, with a lot of you know scratch cooking and fresh foods, um, especially being in the heart of California. I lived in uh, Oxnard, California, for uh, my high school years, and it was like one of the strawberry capitals of Southern California. The mm-hmm. strawberry festival every year, um, you know, things like that. I, I grew up, and we took and we took it for granted. Really, we didn't really take advantage of, of that as, as kids, like, you know, appreciate seasonal and, and fresh foods that we had so much available there. Um, and now that I look at it, I'm more inspired by how I did grow up, uh, you know, wanting to, to show my kids to appreciate seasonal produce and, and, you know, appreciate farmers and show them where the source is and show them, you know, scratch cooking. How long does it take someone to go from being a sous chef to being uh, like a master chef or an executive chef? And how does that work? I'm, I'm assuming there are a lot of politics to that as well, right? Yeah. I mean, it really depends on how much you want it because it is a passion-driven industry. Nobody wants to be a chef to make money. You're doing everything from accounting and sales and, um, you know, and, and all, the, all the other administrative and office side of the business to mm-hmm. being creative and, and being the one who's the technical side and, and being the one who's, who's developing. And then you're filling in shifts when people don't show up. You know, and so having been in Los Angeles and cooking there, did you ever spot any celebrities in your restaurant? I grew up in Burbank, California. Uh-huh. And Burbank is like the, um, the real studio city, I'd say. Uh, there's 
there's so many uh, studios in Burbank. All all the main you know things you watch on TV, movies, any of that, it's it's pretty much from Burbank. I remember we did catering for like the Drew Carey show, for George Lopez show. We did um, Jay Leno would come into the restaurant. So cool! Oh my goodness! <laughs> and did you ever lose your cool when you spotted these celebrities? No, because I grew up because I grew up in Burbank. So I you know I, I had like I said I you know went to school with some. I went to school with Elijah Wood, and um, you know it was exciting to see somebody famous, but it, it became a regular thing. Yep. One of our listeners actually wanted to know: Do you cook plant-based food for health reasons or to make the world a better place? What drew you to even start cooking plant-based? I do it for both. Um, I've actually been interested in plant-based foods for a long time. Um, back in two thousand and six i was a chef for a wellness center that focused on addiction treatment and um and mental health treatment through the use of, of raw vegan food and during that i saw a lot of success i was really a, a big believer in you know your body is self-healing basically you reap what you sow it's it's hard being a, a chef in a conventional world last october i went 90, about 95 percent plant-based most of the time it's pretty much 100 percent. but once in a while i eat some fish no, noticed I, I i struggled with GERD acid reflux issues for the last 12 years and i had been on medications and i had been um several different procedures and endoscopies and all you you name it you know whatever i could do to try to help you know, i've done i've done all kinds of different diets in um in search of trying to find relief and being better from from my illness um, and I've done gluten-free diets, I've done low FODMAP diets, I've done, you know, all these different diets that they would associate with gastro, gastro, uh, you know, gastro health. And it wasn't until October when I decided, I was inspired by the Game Changers, actually, my wife and I watched that. Um, mm -hmm. and we were like, hey, let's just, let's just do this. So we, we started to do it, and, um, immediately I, I noticed an amount of, abundant amount of energy the foods that could contribute to it like the tomatoes like i said have you found that you've had to restrict any of that from your diet no actually i've incorporated more of that and now i eat that that regularly those aren't the contributing factors like onions garlic um tomatoes lemon acids uh -huh. not the contributing factor to the reflux it was actually just an aggravation and mm -hmm. that's what i had dealt with for years you know i'd eat something like pizza or tomatoes or something super acidic or, or uh, spicy or something and it would just mm -hmm. <laughs> aggravate it. But I realized that um, when, when I started eating plant-based that it wasn't any of those items that, that contributed to my reflux. Um, once I changed over to plant-based, like I have, my symptoms went away. Mm -hmm. I don't deal with, um, you know, some, some of it was related to stress too, you know, just mm -hmm. um, being in uh, stressful, jobs and things like that and, and long hours so you know you can contribute not all of it to, to diet but pretty much i'd say you know majority of my health issues were related to my diet um when i gave up animal products when i gave up dairy especially dairy was was, was the biggest uh you know dairy fats butter uh things like that and and uh meat animal fats stuff like that those were just the worst and um i have noticed since i've and eating plant-based that I can eat anything. And I, and I, I try to follow the, the 
um, whole foods, plant-based, no oil, no refined mm -hmm. oil. So, I mean, I get lots of fat in my diet and I don't, and I don't, and I, and I don't really cook with much oil, if any, you know, I, when, when you're taught professional cooking, you're taught, you know, to use oil to sear, to caramelize, to, um, you know, grill, to what, whatever you're doing involves a fat involvement. But you can still do that with like avocado and other things, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I make uh, dressings with avocado all the time. I gotta have a fat in there. Um, or cashews? Would you consider that? I make yeah. tons of things with cashews. I do. I make an amazing cashew queso. Um, Ooh. With, uh, <laughs> with air fried tortilla chips. It's guiltless because there's no deep fried oil in tortilla chips. Um, for a while, I was. Uh, I was getting cashew pulp from a from a local juice bar that was cold pressing um, cashew milk, and so they uh -huh. were just throwing away the pulp. And I and I was like, hey, can I take this? So I started using it, and it was actually cool because it was sustainable. I was actually using a product that was gonna be going to the trash, but I would turn around and be able to use that to make my cheese sauce. And I've used the cashew base for so many things, everything from dessert to uh, to cream. To, you know, yeah. Alfredo, uh, mac and cheese, all that, that I can do plant-based. I love uh, sustainability. Yeah, you know, maybe there's, that would be something like a class that I would be interested in taking is how to be sustainable that way. So we're used to seeing that you just throw this part of the cilantro away, but then you hear other people say, no, save those for like a vegetable stock. At home, we have a, we, we keep one of those two gallon Ziploc bags in our freezer. Uh -huh. And um, every time I prep food at home, mm -hmm. I, chop the ends off the carrots, I trim the celery, I, I do any, anything related to like um, a vegetable that I want to go in my stock. So like mushroom stems go really good. Um, uh, bell peppers, you know, the core of the bell pepper, and uh, zucchini ends, squash ends, things like that, carrots, celery, onion skins, the scraps, all, the roots, mm -hmm. all that. I, I, I clean them and then I throw them into that Ziploc bag. And then once I have that two gallon Ziploc bag full, it, it, and that's usually a weekly thing in my house we make a stock and then we make it uh, oh. at least one to two soups a week um soups are a convenient thing to make um, but nothing tastes better than a, than a fresh homemade vegetable stock versus you know, buying it out of that that carton that you would have <laughs> no no kidding sometimes they have too much celery those pre-made broths you know and, and a lot of times they just extract certain things and throw them into the broth and then you'll find it when you read the ingredients on them there's it's not just vegetables. There's like yeast extract or certain things in there that they're trying to get flavor out of, you know? So while we're on that topic, what is the difference between broth and stock? Um, a stock is a very well-balanced, um, you're balancing it out. It's not just like a strong overpowering uh, flavor uh, of like all these vegetables. It's, it's uh -huh. a very well-balanced, very light. You want your stock to have the flavor but at the same time you don't want it to overpower your dishes that you're okay so like the broth is just a more concentrated juice in a sense or yeah i'll just grab whatever vegetable low sodium vegetable broth or stock and never realize that there's a difference in the concentration level broth can get a little overpowering i i like to make my own stock because i like the balance uh, of flavor i mean i like to throw a ton of things in there you know garlic and aromatics like um, fresh herbs and uh, I love fresh bay leaf it's to complement whatever you're preparing but uh -huh. it's not necessarily needs to be the main uh, the main attraction of what you're preparing 
So the only experience that I have with bay leaves are the dry ones. Where do you actually buy a fresh bay leaf? They sell them like Whole Foods and places like that will sell. Um, they'll sell them in the clamshells that you can find them like local grocery stores uh, will have them too. And I think the, the fresh bay leaf is you know, superior to the dry. You know what? That's probably why I've never had an appreciation for bay leaves to begin with when I add them to my recipes. Like one or two bay leaves, I don't taste a difference. While we're on the topic, a lot of our listeners are either plant-based or they're transitioning. And this is like um, having you on the show is perfect because you can tell us how to enrich and flavor our plant-based foods to still make them tasty. Um, we often talk about like spices, like how important spices are when you become plant-based and you're minimizing oil and salt. Uh, anything else that you can recommend that um, that could add to our foods? Mushrooms are great. It gives a, like a nice umami kind of uh, earthy tone to your foods. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I really think it depends on the style of cooking you're going with, um, with what, what uh, spices you use. I mean, I, I use cumin on a regular basis. I use, um, like you mentioned, smoked paprika. I love smoked paprika because I like the, the smokiness that you can you can impart into like, you know, I can make barbecue tofu or something like that and do and, and, and give it that smoke flavor, um, you know, essence to it. Uh, there, there's so many different uh, spices out there. I think, you know, one of the most common things or the, one of the, um, the most important things to remember when using spices is uh, make sure they're fresh, you know, make sure they are, not haven't been sitting in your cabinet for, for a year or two years, you know, because that, it really makes a difference. Um, mm -hmm. uh, also, like uh, another thing is oregano. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't opt for the cut and sifted oregano. Mm -hmm. I, I like to get the Mexican oregano that has uh, leaf, like stems in it and leaves, because when you break it, um, you can break it and crumble it between your fingers before you throw it into uh, to a sauce and you're releasing the oils and there's just a much better flavor that comes out of that. But I feel like when you're holding that sprig of, of fresh herb in your hand, you're, um, you're more connected to it as a plant, you know, versus mm -hmm. when it comes out of a jar, it's, it's been processed. And that takes uh, some of the magic away from, you know, the fact that it comes from the earth, um, mm -hmm. that it's gone through a machine and a process of drying and everything else. So I definitely, if you can use fresh herbs and if you can use fresh spices and find uh, you know, freshness, uh, I think that that really enhances plant-based cuisine. Um, no kidding. Takes it to a level that, you know, even if you're transitioning from eating the standard American diet to plant-based foods, um, you know, I, I would focus on on freshness. And you know, my husband started his hydroponic system New Year's Eve of this year. And we have had such incredible amount of green leafy vegetables, various um, kale, arugula, and various uh, forms of lettuce. And now that we're consuming those, it's incredible the appreciation we have. Let's talk about um, the retreat. We are really excited that you'll be coming out. Um, so this is a three-day immersion program in May, and you'll be coming out that Saturday night to cook for not only our participants, for, but also for our staff. And um, I know you're still sort of working on the menu, but can you kind of give us an idea of what we can expect? I'm excited to come and cook for the, the immersion program retreat. And um, I mean, I just 
be myself with what I do, uh, which is focus on fresh, uh, fresh food, you know, cooking made from scratch, um, simple elements with, uh, you know, with refined technique and how they're produced. I focus on flavor when I cook, so, um, Whatever I can do, you know, some, some things that I prepare, you know, have several, several different steps to just finishing the product. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just chop this, throw it in that. I mean, I, I'll, I'll cook something down. I'll, I'll cook a stock down with some veggies in it and reduce it down and then you know, reconstitute it and reduce it down again. So I have, you know, just mm-hmm. deep, deep flavor out of whatever I'm doing, a mm-hmm. sauce. Um, I really, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not into taking lots of shortcuts or anything like that. I mean, there's some that are some that are okay with, with cooking, but most of what I like to do is really seek out the flavor. I, I um, that's just the way I cook, scratch cooking, and really, really try to seek out the best in everything that I do. Well, well, you know, during the retreat, we will actually be. Um cooking meals and doing food demos for our participants. But we as a staff are looking forward to having you cook for us <laughs> because we will have long days, you know, of uh, offering workshops, group activities. Um, just it's going to be a very involved program. And we wanted the participants to know that even when you eat out, the food could be delicious if you just know how to ask for certain things. Um, so we're really excited to have you come out and uh, and cook for us. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I mean, one thing I, I I I'm excited about is showing uh, people that um, are new to this way of eating mm-hmm. um, that food can be interesting. It can be fun, and, it, and and for people that I know, I'll invite them over, and I won't really tell I won't tell them it's a plant based meal. I'll just <laughs> make I'll just make it. My last job, um, I was at a private university. Uh, in Washington, there was a school of naturopathic medicine called Bastyr University. I was the executive chef over there, and what we produced, the food that we produced over there was uh, was organic, um, about 90% plant-based, um, focused on health and nutrition, using whole grains, using whole, whole foods, ingredients, um, and we had people from all over the city of Seattle coming to dine with us. And this was a private university. They would come to the student dining, uh, um, the student dining hall to eat because they heard. Uh, well, we had people that would come here, go to the school for a retreat, and then they would drive three hours away to come back for lunch another day. With my experience of, of of cooking healthy and and nutritious, I mean, that, to me, that's what I think the best is when you're using good ingredients. Uh, when you're uh, caring for the environment, think about you know sustainability and sky's the limit. There's really nowhere to, you know, there's really, you can just keep growing and learning. Definitely. Um, and one of our listeners wanted to know, do you still enjoy eating at other restaurants or do you just prefer your own cooking? No, I, I love eating out. Um, I mean, I, it depends on where I'm eating. I, 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 like, to, I like to see what other chefs are doing. Um, uh, honestly, I think you, as a chef, you need to continue your education and, and growing. There's so many things that, that you know that I do regularly uh, as a chef because I have just the passion and the hunger to learn more and more. And so I love to go see what other chefs are doing. I get great ideas, and even eating plant-based foods, you can you can find some of the best uh, restaurants in uh, in town. Um, you know, the high, ones that have the the high ratings, ones that mm-hmm. uh, ones that are 
well-known ones that, that have awards and things like that. And just look at their menu and see, okay, wow, what, what can I do to make that dish plant-based? That sounds really good. I love to be served because as I cook all the time and, I, and I've been serving people and, and preparing food and everything for people for, for years, um, I, I still enjoy to have a day off. And even on my days off, I'll still, you'll still find me in the kitchen cooking. And uh, I, sometimes I just can't stop. But, but I, I still enjoy to be, you know, to be served and to be uh, somewhere where I can sit back and enjoy a meal. That's why I'm looking forward to you coming to the retreat. <laughs> and, and possibly even us collaborating on other projects in the future. Yeah, that sounds great. And yeah. I, I feel the same way. Cooking to me is therapeutic. Um, you know, it is a place where if I'm dealing with some stress or I got a lot of things happening and just like, you know, my brain's feeling overloaded, um, I can get in the kitchen and just start waking something up. And, uh, you know, and, and it's, a, it's a sense of, uh, you know, a, a sense of relaxation in some way, as long as I'm not, you know, in a stressful moment in the kitchen, but because working in the kitchen, pressure usually. But if I'm at home and I'm just like, you know, uh, I can just start making something and cooking is, can be therapeutic. Yes, it can be. And do you have a chef that you admire now? Like whether that individual is on TV or it works at a particular restaurant? Is there someone you like? There's a lot of different chefs that I really um, follow. I mean, I, I watch a lot of the documentaries, like The Chef's Table um, and uh, The Mind of a Chef. And there's just, a, I mean, there's a lot, I have a, a lot of respect and admiration for, for a lot of chefs. Um, one chef that I've followed for a while that I really like is Rick Bayless and he's out of, uh, um, Chicago area, does uh, focus on Mexican food. Um, uh, I really like that he takes his whole staff to Mexico. So I'm very much about sustainability, yes. um, supporting farmers, supporting your local farmers, things like that. But, um, I also like in, in the plant world, I, I like Matthew Kinney. Uh, he's got a uh, restaurant in Venice and he's got a cooking school at Venice Beach um, mm-hmm. or Santa Monica, I believe it is. Uh, I think it's called Plant Food. I, believe. I, have, I have his book and it's amazing. He does like super like intricate recipes and, and uses a lot of uh, advanced uh, techniques and fun things like that. So, and, and I'm starting to, you know, I, I'm new here. Like I said, I've only been here seven, eight months now or something. And, slowly starting to reach out to farmers and um yes. and I, I really think you know it's important for us to support our local farmers um because mm-hmm. that the more the more and and you know emphasize how important farming is because uh-huh. not a lot of people want to go into that that craft anymore or that trade and um i mean that's our food source and if if we don't have local farmers then we're getting our food from thousands of miles away and yeah, that's an important topic to talk about. So Chef Ladine, um, I'm interested in knowing what's next for you now that you're here in the Dallas area. Are you taking clients? Yeah, I just started a business up uh, two months ago, mm-hmm. um, or a little over two months ago. Um, it's called Chef to the Rescue, mm-hmm. and uh, with, a num- with a number two. And Chef to the Rescue is uh, basically, I'm a chef that rescues people from if they need help with their meals for the week, if they need something with their events catering, if they need um, uh, cooking classes or uh, learn refined technique, if they uh, need um, any sort of business consulting, uh, management, you know, consulting, things like that. I am taking new clients. My, my goal is I, I really want to move more in the plant-based direction, um, which is what I'm predominantly doing right now. 
Mm -hmm. um, I would love to have clients, all my clients that just want to eat strictly plant-based. That would be, that would be amazing. Um, right. And uh, that's, that's what I'm hoping for, you know, to get, because really I, I want to help people. Um, I don't just want to do anything to, I don't want to do, do something to, to build my name or reputation up or profit or, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, I got to make a living and I got a family and two kids to support. So that's definitely important for me is, is having a business that's successful. Um, but my ultimate goal is to help people feel good. I, I feel so amazing getting rid of my GERD and my acid reflux. I mean, 12 years of dealing with something that I felt was, was hopeless. I got to a point where it was just depressing because I was sick all the time and it was affecting my moods and things like that. So I understand when you're dealing with a health issue and you're not feeling well, you know, um, the quality of life, uh, as opposed to when you feel really good and I feel amazing eating this way. And so I'm the same. I just want to take it out to like people and help them. And a lot of people just don't know where to get started. You know, sometimes I just want to want to help people like here, let me go in and show you how to make your own food. You know, mm -hmm. let me give you some techniques. Let me, you know, let me do this. Um, you know, I'll, I'll start out making their food for them, but let's show them, you know, gradually like, okay, you don't need to, to be relying on me all the time. You can slowly transition into doing it yourself, you know, and I can show you how to get that way. Uh, ultimately, I'd love to, to volume, to make, build my business into a volume setting where I can take it out to people that, uh, wouldn't necessarily be able to afford my services. Um, and be able to provide like in food deserts working with people that are in food deserts or low in economic low income too i mean i find that low income when you drive through low income neighborhoods you often see the most fast food restaurants the most processed foods you go to the grocery stores and you see the options are just they're just different you know and and it's it's sad that the eating um organic foods and things like that has to be um you know uh that, that it that it's it's available to uh, certain classes of people more you know more available in that sense mm -hmm. um so i would love to be able to take my you know service to out to uh people that could really use it and show them you know that there's better way and you can still eat healthy and really good food high quality without spending a lot of money you just have to know what you're doing you know buy in bulk buy by dry beans, you know, uh, there is some, some labor involved, but, uh, there's a lot of things that I can show people on how to, how to buy inexpensive ingredients mm -hmm. that are labor intensive, but also, you know, uh, be more efficient, be able to not spend hours in the kitchen of their time. Um, uh, mm -hmm. but I mean, that's ultimately, I'd love to love to do that. I'd love to have a setting one day where there's a farm involved, um, and an outreach program that would create, uh, like, jobs and vocational training for people at risk youth or people coming out of incarceration or people coming out of homelessness, just anything along that line where I can you know, work with them and also, you know, uh, put them in an environment where, where they'll be around fresh, healthy foods, you know, with a healthy mindset and a nurturing environment versus, uh, you know, um, just in a place where you're focused on making a profit. Well, that's awesome because that's a passion of ours too, to get this information out to people that really need it. I guess we can always go to your website to find out about classes and opportunities um, that people can subscribe to, right? Yes, exactly. Um, you can go to my website. It's chefjoeladine.com. Okay. And, um, and I mean, I offer group classes. I do individual classes. Um, 
And I'm always available for a phone call if anybody ever has a question regarding, you know, how do I prepare this or what do I do with this? Or I've never worked with this vegetable or this mm -hmm. fruit. Um, what do you recommend? Or what's a flavor profile of this? Or I'm cooking this and it's just not coming out right. What's, what's and you know, I'll do my best to, to see how, how I can answer that question or how I can uh, yeah. uh, be the resource for, for that. I mean, I love to be resourceful. And if I don't have the answer, I will, <laughs> I admit it and I will help find the answer. And also one more thing on your social media, I see that you um, post with your daughters. What is the meal that daddy cooks the best that they enjoy? I don't know. They, they love making pizza with me. Um, that's fun. <laughs> throwing the dough in the air. Um, uh, my daughter, my daughter, she's a, my oldest daughter, she's nine now. And she now has like things where she says, this is my, I'm going to make my famous guacamole or this is my famous cornbread or, you know, things like that. Like she oh. now has her own, her own things that she says are hers. She goes, these are, this is my guacamole. And I'm like, oh. okay, that's your guac. Why don't you make your famous guacamole? That is so sweet. Yeah. Oh. So she's, she's learning and teaching her how to use the knife. And I got my kids, I'm getting them interested in food and the source of food and teaching them where, where things come from. Yeah. This is awesome. Well, thank you, Chef Ladine, for taking your time to give us a few tips about what to incorporate in our diet and then telling us about your work here in Dallas. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about what you're doing and hopefully collaborating more with you on other projects. And, um, and we look forward to having you at the retreat. Um, thank you again for your time. Thank you too, Maya. It's been a wonderful time talking with you. You've been listening to the Plant-Based DFW podcast show. If you like our content, please like, share, and leave a review. Our goal is to provide quality episodes to help support the community.